What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. This is your boy, ATA. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. This is Mike Bondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is it for Red Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Frino. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cat at ROHWorld.com? Stay tuned, wankers. I'll give you London. They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 86 of the ROH cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com and as always, I'm here with the other co-owner and the editor of the website, the uh, hired podcast missionary, Stephen. Hello everyone. And the man who goes by Podcast Worst Nightmare, John. I'm heartbroken. What happened to the toot toots in the intro song? (sighs) I felt like they had to go. Charlie Haas turned his back on us, so we, we shouldn't pay tribute to him anymore. It's time to leave the memories alone. Wasn't it, wasn't it you last week that said we should get rid of them? Uh, I, I can't remember last week. <laughs> well, actually, last week ACH was this, the week before that, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, uh, this week we're back to our usual format. As I just said, we were joined by ACH last week. We had uh, a tour of, uh, interview while he was out shopping, buying his... <laughs> supplements he said so uh be sure to go and uh, check that interview out he's actually quite good talking to him some interesting stuff and especially interesting hearing why he joined uh ring of honor as opposed to dragon gate because they both offered him contracts at the same time didn't they so be sure to go uh listen to episode 85 to hear all about that and he and had talk. the world's best answer phone message as well listen to the end for that it, it's, it's truly something special so uh we'll kick things off as we always do talking about the ring of honor on SPG TV show. Um, I actually, tr- believe it or not, guys, I actually tried to watch this show earlier today. For the today. first time since, like, the first episode? <laughs> I can since still the HD era. It was wrestling's greatest tag team, most of the Kings of Wrestling. And the, the opener was Young Bucks and, no. Bravados, wasn't it? Future Shock and the Bravados, yeah. I remember. I, I saw that one, John. <laughs> we can do a TV report on that. Yeah, let's talk about that. That, was, that opening match was brilliant. Um, <laughs> the bandwagon. So, I started watching this match. We had Bobby Fish taking on Eddie Edwards with uh, Davy Richards on commentary. Uh, as uh, quote, Caleb Seltzer was is no longer with us. Was the words that Kevin Kelly said, and said they're going to be trying out lots of different color commentators. So, so, so I assume we can. It's safe to assume that Steve Carino killed Caleb Seltzer at uh, pretty much Art of Honor Seven. I mean, do you think he's gone now, or do you think this is a temporary thing? This might be a temporary thing. I kind of enjoy his commentary, so I wouldn't mind seeing him back. Maybe just for DVDs and bringing somebody in like they did for the television, like they did this week. You know, the rotating wrestlers. Hmm. He did say during our interview with him that he was originally going to be brought in for, to do DVDs, wasn't he? So maybe they will just keep him on, on DVDs. Yeah, and with, there's a certain stipulation at Border Wars that might result in someone being added to the commentary table. So, And to be honest, having Salter on... on you know, in, in Kelly's role for the DVDs, will probably suit him better oh, anyway. That's, and yeah, because be he, he, he wasn't that keen on the whole Kevin Kelly Seltzer team, was he? Really? So no, like he's he's too similar to Kevin Kelly. Really. Yeah. So if, if so he's given a him, chance on his own, and you know, him on the DVDs with someone else on color, like a wrestler, or you know, you know, because there's always like someone they can put on commentary, like Truth Martini, Prince Nana, you know, someone like David Richards here in this case. So. Yeah, maybe they will keep him on for DVDs. 
so yeah, I, I started watching this match. I got about halfway through, and I thought, oh, I know, I'll, I'll pause it, and I'll go and get a drink. Oh dear. And here's what a lesson that I've learned: never pause the Ring of Honor TV show. You have to prepare for your 50 minute slot. You get your drink, you go to the toilet first, you get any food you need, and you sit there 50 minutes and don't dare pause the damn thing. Because I paused it, went to get a drink, came back, clicked play. It did the infamous Ring of Honor buffering, which happened at uh, the pay-per-view when the finish happened. And then all of a sudden, it jumped about 15 minutes into a bloody QT Marshall match. So I was like, screw this, and just closed it off. So that's if it's a bad thing. It was just skipping to the best part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying anything bad about the QT Marshall match. I'm just saying the fact that it was halfway through a match, and then it just jumped 15 minutes in time, like... I don't know what happened there. Well, that's almost as bad as what happens to me when I pause it. it. When I pause it and try to go back and play it, it skips back to the very beginning of the episode and does not let me skip ahead to where I was. <laughs> so how do you write the TV reports? You very, just it up. Very quickly. <laughs> makes it up. That's what we've been doing for 86 episodes. There are so many problems with the t- still with the TV you know, watching uh, on their website. You know, they had this new media player that was apparently oh. going to be the best thing since sliced bread, and it doesn't yeah. even work for most people. I'm still getting the buffering issues, and they've told me. I mean, I had correspondence with Ring Runner, and they told me that it was a specific problem on my end. But you know, it seems like you've had the problem. A lot of other people I know have had the problem, so it's yeah, obviously it's not a specific like, thing. It's it's, fixed, yeah. and I wish they'd just use a standard media player. Like, I know they can't use YouTube because they want to lock it away for ringside only, but there's got to be something else out there that's available, you know, to to pay for to get a license that's better than this. That you know, because playing a video, being able to pause it and come back, especially when it's not live, is something that. I mean, how long have we been used to that for? How long's YouTube been around for? I was gonna say, I've, I've heard of some seven, some, eight years. I've heard of some video website that's apparently quite hot at the moment. It's called YouTube. Maybe they should try that. Yeah, I think I still think they should put the show on there for free. There's no, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Like, well, is it just it's, it's because the traffic to the website is that the only think, thing? That's the only reason, really, isn't no, it? No, no. Think about it. To watch it for free on the website, you have to join up, and by joining up, you put in an email. Then they can send you, you know, Tuesday rollouts, uh, tickets available now. They just get another person to to mail and hope that then they'll click and buy stuff from that. I think that's. Yeah, but are, fa- are fans that are not that bothered really going to see a Tuesday rollout? But like, oh, I'm really going to buy yeah. that. It's just another battle, which they shouldn't be, because it's a pain when I want to show friends the TV show, and I'm like, oh, go here, then click register, then you go TV, then watch now, but it's only available on Thursday. It only Probably for- won't work. Yeah, <laughs> don't pause it. So it's like, it's, it's, don't bother showing anyone. So what we're actually going to do is talk about what happened on the TV show rather than ramble. But John's the only person that's seen it, so we might as well just ramble instead. Uh, John, how was the opening match? From what I saw, it was getting good, and there was a lot of painful chops, and I'm glad I'm not a wrestler. You've pretty much summed it up. The uh, second half of the match that you missed was just as good as the first half. And uh, it was a really, really enjoyable match. And I'm glad we got to see it on TV. Those of us who actually got to see it. <laughs> I tried. I actually tried for once. I was like, I was like all right, I'm going to be on this show. I'm going to have actual uh, stuff to talk about. <laughs> and uh, no, that failed. So moving on with the show, we then have... Alabama Attitude versus Cutie Marshall and R.D. Evans. So, John, how was this? The second time that R.D. and Cutie have uh, teamed up? They actually work pretty well together as like the dysfunctional tag team. Uh, Marshall does pretty much all the heavy lifting, doing all the grunt work, while Evans comes in with like the blind tags and tries to 
to take all the glory for what Marshall does. And it's pretty entertaining, actually, and it got, got a few laughs out of me. And I think they could be a good undercard tag team. They're never going to be anything special, but it gives both people something to do for the time being. And Alabama Attitude, again, they're decent, but nothing special. I can't see them actually getting any kind of Ring of Honor run other than what they're doing currently. But mm. I'm actually entertained so far by the team of Marshall and Evans. I think we need to put out a call to the RH cast force. For another we need league. a name. We need a yeah. team name now. We've had BJ Express, and look what that did to that team. <laughs> we had Team Ambition, and that led them to the tag team titles. That's and the reason. Actually, John, do you notice that Bobby Fish was wearing red? You finally had I did, that. I did. I actually meant to mention that. Yes, I was so happy he was actually wearing red. <laughs> the lights were still green, though. Finally, something about this team makes sense. <laughs> So we need a team for uh, a name rather for QT Marshall and Adi Evans and for uh, ACH and Tadarius Thomas. He he actually said they don't have a name yet. So there's two teams that both need naming, and we, we might as well get the name started right here on the RH cast. So do you guys have anything off the top of your head for QT and Adi? I'm, I'm uh, rubbish with things like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not creative. Whoever well, came up with. <laughs> Whoever came up with Team Ambition, hopefully they will have something special here again. So we had some good names for the the very brief team of Mike Mundo and Grizzly Redwood as well. We had a couple... actually touched on that in the news that he's been released. I don't think is that coming up or yeah, I don't think he was released because he wasn't on a contract. Okay, but well, he... yeah, he's he's gone. He's... Is that in the news, John? It could be if you wanted to be. Okay, <laughs> I don't think we've actually talked about it, so we'll put that in there. Um, okay, so we had that. By well, the way, we're planning the show as we're going as we're actually <laughs> doing the show. <laughs> It's how professional we are, guys. Oh, brilliant. Let's talk so about let's three hours. have a five-corner survival match, as invented by Steven, with a number of contendership at the TV title on the line. So they've obviously been listening to So the... you, you mocked me. You kind of have five corners. And I was like, yeah, you wait. <laughs> and they stole my idea. I should get royalties for this. So Mark Briscoe defeated Mike Mondo, Caprice Coleman, Cedric Alexander, and BJ Whitmer to earn himself a TV title shot against Matt Taven. At Border Wars, uh, May 4th on iPay-Per-View. So, John, how was this main event? This was a fun match. All the wrestlers got a few moments here and there to shine. They all had at least one high spot to kind of pop the crowd. But overall, it was only seven or eight minutes long, which I think is entirely way too short for a match like this. But for what it was, it was a fun sprint. And I'm happy to see Mark Briscoe get the win. And I think he should put on a fun match with Matt Taven at Border Wars. We'll, we'll probably do a full preview of Border Wars the week after the show, but do any of you think he's going to leave Toronto as the TV champion? You'll have to turn tune into the Border Wars preview to hear my answer. Oh. <laughs> Steven? Um, I don't know. Ring of Honor has become so... Uh... It's that delirious. You know, this yeah, is, I know. Just, just, Whatever we uh, say, if we say no, he's going to win the title. So I think Delirious should just despite us and... <laughs> So, um, Especially with that unbeatable Jay Lethal stuff. I mean, yeah, he's stealing my match ideas. He's making us look stupid by. He needs to come on the show, up. I think, and uh, explain it's himself. In his... It wouldn't make any sense, but yeah. it'd still be one of the best podcasts ever, I think. Yeah, I think so. So uh, that wraps up this week's TV show, John. So, worth a watch? Would you recommend it? I would definitely recommend the show. It was good from top to bottom. So definitely. Yeah, I, I don't see out. anything that sounds bad on there. So maybe I'll actually watch it this weekend. But don't quote. And me. I realized for like the second 
week in a row that I've seen TV, there's been no inside ROH. Now, what do you think about that? Because I've gone on the show before and said I dislike that segment, but I'm not really... I don't really have the right to say that because I don't watch it every week, but... They're putting on their YouTube now, aren't they? Do you think that's a good thing, or...? I think that's the best decision they could have made. It's okay on the TV show. It gets a lot of promos in quickly, but I'd rather see them put in an extra match or put in a longer, actually, in-ring segment. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing, actually, we forgot to say. It started off with the, an in-ring segment this week with Nigel McGuinness in the ring, who... How did we forget about this? He invited Jay Briscoe out, the new Ring of Honor World Champion, who was then talking about he's finally defeated Kevin Steen. He took uh, business into his own hands. And then out comes Adam Cole, who... Uh, Basically said he's going to win the, the world title at Border Wars, so I think we'll talk about that more when we preview the show, but do you like that segment, John? What did you think of the opening? I thought it was pretty good. Mm. It it kind of was a little bit short, I thought. It all kind of seemed a little bit rushed, but that's kind of just nitpicking because, you know, they only have an hour to get all this stuff in each yeah. week. But for what it was, I thought it was really well done. And it was good to see Jay Briscoe actually have the title and i'm looking forward to possibly what could be a heel adam cole oh hopefully hopefully so yeah i think i agree i prefer segments like that as opposed to inside the ring of honor because it always felt cheesy to me you had like kevin kelly who just it just felt so scripting he's like up next so and so talks about this and then this and then no, none of the promos actually meant anything they were like 10 seconds long yeah didn't really do anything and you know you've got 50 minutes when you take out like the advert breaks and stuff you just think you know, this, they they seem to be going for the three-match uh, schedule a lot as well now. So to get three matches in 50 minutes, you can't really be having five minutes taken up by mm. something like that. That's really, you know, it's not really needed. And by putting it on the YouTube, people who want to watch it can. And it doesn't sort of take up any uh, space either on the TV show. It, it definitely feels like they're listening to feedback with this show. And it is improving because you think back to the start, it used to always have two matches. And we always talked about how the middle dragged. Then they added the three match, and that sort of went away. And now they're sort of getting rid of Inside Ring of Honor. So it's good to see the show is evolving, and they are trying to adapt and improve it. So that's definitely a good thing. And they got rid of Road Rage as well. They got rid of Road Rage, which actually... Don't, don't, don't speak too soon, Stephen. That's a perfect segue into ah. the news, which you can always find at rohworld.com. I know this might uh, reshuffle your news, John, but why didn't you start off with that first bit that follows on from what Stephen was saying? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Road Rage returns um, soon. Uh, May 18th, the <laughs> show in Richmond, Virginia, will be uh, taped for Road Rage. And on that show, BJ Whitmer will be getting an ROH World title shot. So, yeah, I guess everybody was kind of happy Road Rage is gone. Well, it's it's back. <laughs> At least that's good well, Road Rage. It's not from a nice yeah. pay-per-view. We're not... We're not getting. We're not watching something that we've already paid for, at least. Yeah, I. I is, go on. Go ahead. Okay. I believe this is the road rage everybody was kind of clamoring for to begin with. Like matches mm. that were taped at house shows that would normally just be on DVDs, but we get them maybe a week or two of those aired on television. Like kind of like the second tier title matches. Like BJ Whitmer will get because there's really no chance of him winning, but it'll still be a match we kind of want to see. So putting it on free TV is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I think we always, I think I remember we used to rant about Road Rage almost every single week. Because <laughs> it was on every single week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? But we always said that Road Rage from just house shows is perfectly fine and makes sense. So I haven't got a problem with this whatsoever. So 
Yeah, yeah I think it's a good idea as well. And there's some major news regarding Border Wars. Naomichi Marufuji suffered a serious knee injury while res- while wrestling in Japan and will not be able to compete at Border Wars or the next day's television tapings. Uh, Ring of Honor is looking for a replacement, and be sure to check ROHworld.com for any further developments. Um, I think we've actually got some questions about who the replacement could be, but you've got to think that getting a replacement isn't going to be easy when you fly into someone in from Japan. It's not like... Yeah, I, can... I think if... I, I can't see it being someone from Japan at this this sort short notice stage because haven't you got sort of like because they're coming over to work they're not just like a tourist haven't you got sort of like visas and stuff I mean I don't know much about I should imagine you'd need some sort of working visa wouldn't you yeah so unless well, that show, have... uh, it is in, show is in Canada so oh yeah but I should imagine they still have they don't just let anyone in over there do they I don't know it's Canada <laughs> they're, they're about the nicest people ever they're like whatever just come on over oh okay then but yeah but, they, yeah. they, they so should fly us in there. Yeah, yeah, they should just fly us in there. <laughs> I, I imagine it would be difficult to bring in another Japanese talent, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a top-level Canadian wrestler. So this leaves David Richards and um, Michael Elgin, I believe, with um, no matches scheduled for that weekend now. What do, mm. what do you guys think? Who who could... Uh... I, I, know, I don't know if he's going to be available or anything, but maybe Carl Anderson bring him back, because they, you know, he... It depends if well like, when he was he here. America, or has he gone back to Japan now? Or I think he's in Japan for most of the time, isn't he? I think he's back yeah, in yeah. Japan now. But you know, if if they could manage, you know, get something sorted, then maybe bring him back after. You know, obviously he did well. Um, got a big win against uh, Roddy, and I think that would be a, a good option. But uh, it completely depends on who's available. I mean, we can throw names out there, but if mm. unless we have a list of who's available, as John said, they might just use sort of a you know Canadian guy, you know. I don't really know any Canadian guys at the top of my head. Someone, um, Tyson Dukes, maybe. I know they've used him in the past. I know he's Canadian, maybe. What about that, that luchador guy? Wasn't he from Canada? No, oh, I don't know what his name is, no. <laughs> um, what about TJ Perkins? What's he doing that weekend? Surely he's not he Canadian. Can... Well, no, but if, they... <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to pay for some flight from Japan, just use that money to fly over TJP in his solid golden plane from uh, Florida or whatever, wherever he is from, so... California. I can't remember. I don't. I don't particularly like TJ Perkins. I prefer Puma. <laughs> he's, he's a much better wrestler. So uh, yeah, I moving think, on with. Go on. I, I think the worst case scenario that they could do, and this is, I think, the worst case scenario, is that we'd get Davy Richards versus Michael Elgin on the pay per view, just to. Or can we get that on pay per view, or is Michael Elgin already having a match? He. Yes, but we can't say what that is without spoiling to the. the uh... The show. Okay, well, then never mind what I was about to say. Moving <laughs> okay. on with, with the rest of the card. As I mentioned earlier in the t- in the uh, TV review, Matt Taven will defend the uh, Ring of Honor World Television Championship against Mark Briscoe. And just signed earlier this week, ACH and Tadarius Thomas will take on Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander Ooh. in tag team action. That should be fun. That will be good. I can yeah. see that being an opener. And see, be- see him actually win a match. My God. No, no, no chance. He's going to beat him. Delirious, if you're watching, just make them win. Or make them lose, actually, because then you'll make them win. So C and C are like the opposite of Jay Lee, so they're like unwinnable. <laughs> unwinnable C and C. They're the lovable losers of wrestling. <laughs> the lovable. They're the Chicago Cubs of Ring of Honor. Exactly. Keep going. The, at the next day's television tapings, uh, the American Wolves will take on the Briscoes in a rematch of Hunt for Gold. So that should be a very another, good... Another fantastic match for the for the TV. 
Hopefully, I will actually try and see that one. Maybe. You'll, you'll try, but it won't work. That's, that's very Probably. high praise. I'll happening. pause it, and then it'll just, it won't happen. <laughs> yeah, such high praise. I might try to watch that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great match. Might try much. Um, there's been matches announced for Ring of Honor's return to Bell Vernon, Pennsylvania on May 11th. Uh, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Team Ambition, or Red Dragon, whatever you want to call them, will defend the belts against the Briscoes. So we can see the Briscoes holding all the gold in Ring of Honor. That is possible, but very unlikely. And that should be another another fantastic match. Mm. And Michael Elgin will go one-on-one with ACH. Oh, that should be yes. really fun. Who's reviewing that show? That's the lucky person to ever... I was gonna that watch. reminds me of the uh, Michael Elgin against TJP match, a final battle. That was the opening match that was really, really good. I reckon they, you know, Elgin and ACH could have uh, a, a, a match similar to that. A lot of potential, definitely. And Ring of Honor returns to Minnesota for the first time since 2007 on September 28th. They'll invade the Hopkins Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins, Minnesota, which is a suburb of Minneapolis. So it's good to see them kind of hitting new markets and returning to old markets this this uh this year. Hmm. And and finally, as I believe it was Harry hinted towards earlier, Grizzly Redwood is no longer with Ring of Honor. Harry, do you have any more information on this? Oh, okay. Have I been uh, given the news here? <laughs> well, you're the, one, you're, you're the one so eager to speak about. Well, I'm just saying that I believe that happened. Um... After the last podcast we did, so I don't think we've actually talked about it on the show. It was definitely after the last podcast. I think it was around the time we interviewed ACH, just before, yeah, maybe so a couple of days before. Basically, he's now. It, it was revealed by a, a tweet from huge Ring of Honor fan Austin Aries on Twitter <laughs> that uh, Grizzly Redwood is done with his Ring of Honor. He's, he's no longer with them anymore. As Stephen yeah. said earlier, we, we don't think he was under contract, so to speak, but. Yeah. He was always sort of there, wasn't he? You know, doing a match here and there and whatever. So um, while I'm rambling, I'm trying to find the... He thread. he commented on, I think it was Wrestling Observer. He yeah, I'm trying to find his, that, that post. Uh, yeah, he gave his view and I think he was basically saying that he'd been getting some shit from Charlie Haas and they did a, uh, a match on, on TV and Grizzly was a bit annoyed that Haas basically said that I'll basically just get all my stuff in and then... I have the, the, the full thread here and I can read it, but it's quite okay. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, just summarise it. It's too long. In summary, sort of what Stephen was saying, there was a bit of a confrontation between the two and the match, like Harston let Grizzly do it. But, but that's, that was how it should have been because Grizzly Redwood is a jobber. Why would why should he be getting moves yeah, in? And then that was a problem with most of his matches that he always used to get too much. He used to get more offense in than the guy he was facing. I, I remember just, doing like DDTs and everything on Elgin. Was. Yeah. It's just like, we just, we came here to watch Elgin destroy you. What are you yeah, doing? And then from what I remember, there was a altercation where he sort of like took Charlie Haas's hat off and, and stamped on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, the war show, the, alter, the uh, altercation continued where they were kind of getting into words with each other. And Richard Redwood sneaked up behind him, I guess, took his hat off and stomped on it. My question is, how the hell did Grizzly Redwood reach up and get his hat? He had to climb up him. <laughs> did he get a little stead? Someone uh, climbed him like a tree. Someone <laughs> on, on the forum, that the, the sort of response to this was that whenever someone tells a story, they always sort of tell it that makes them come across in a better light, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. And even when, when you read this, he comes across like a bit of a dick, doesn't he? With like, I think both of them were in the wrong, really, weren't they? I think... I think the the general consensus on this th- within this thread was that it's probably just good that both of them are gone. To be honest, yeah, definitely. Because 
he was never going to do anything in Ring of Honor. He'd been around for so long, and yeah, it's a bit sad that he's gone, but is anyone going to actually miss Grizzly Redwood? Rest? I think the saddest part of this whole story is that Grizzly Redwood shaved his beard. Yeah, that is tragic. That is, yeah. R.I.P. beard. Maybe we should have a minute silence for the beard. There you go, there's the minute silence. That's enough. Okay. Moving on with the news, John? Uh, that wraps up all the news for this week. Okay, so, uh, well, now we'll move on to the questions and topics that you sent in, and there's several ways that you can do this. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world on Twitter. Now at 3,400 followers, Stephen. Wow. I know. Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash ROH world, or you can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum, there's an RH cast thread on there. If you just post in there, we'll read the questions out on the show. So, uh, yeah, now we'll get to the questions that you sent in. We need better bumps, don't we? We, we do. Yeah, that, we need, that's no Fondongo right there. We, we need, need relevant better. sort of bumps for the segments. If anyone out there knows someone who could help us with that, Send us an email, contact at rohworld.com. I feel like we need some, you know, if someone just hears that tune, you don't know that it's topics. So to fair, if anyone just wants to do the show, then that's fine. Just come <laughs> and do it. <laughs> Please. We've donated something, what, these. We need lives now. Go ahead, Stephen. <laughs> uh, die Harder. Some of these were sent in last week, but obviously we interviewed uh, ACH, so we... And we did a review of the uh, Supercard of Honor, so we couldn't uh, discuss your topics, but here they are. Um, Die Harder says, as the only person on the forums to lay it all on the line in the high state Pick'em contest and successfully predict the outcome of the Supercard of Honor title match, I'm here to offer my services to you three and help bring some credibility and prestige to the podcast. I want not riches, but only to see my name in lights, known far and wide, feared by all the, all other forum guests. Die harder the man amongst men, rivaling Nostradamus and the octopus that predicts the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I challenge all three of you to a podcast pick'em challenge, each iPay-per-view, to be read out and broadcast to the masses on the now legendary ROH cast. Oh, a legend. He is very legendary. But yeah, we... we the Pickums originated on this podcast, and then we moved it to the forum, didn't we? So. Yeah, I think we just didn't like reading out numbers on the podcast. It didn't really make. Yeah, maybe uh, we should do like we give our sort of predictions on who's going to win each match on like the the preview of the pay per view. Maybe we should keep a track like of a running tally. Of, like, yeah, sort of a, write down what we say or something just to see. Not, not sort of a not do the points because I don't think reading out the numbers. Just, no, just, just to do see, like a, like a percentage of how correct we are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, because we we do always make these ridiculous predictions, and I get them wrong every single time. That always comes true, right, Harry? Yeah, Yeah. you know, Jay Lethal is the world champion, as I predicted twice. Yeah, Jay is world champion, you're right. (laughs) Exactly, see, I told you all along. I never said lethal. (laughs) Uh, Die Harder (laughs) continues, but seriously, how good is a Jay Briscoe total reign? They need to turn Mark for a feud with Jay, culminating in a ladder war. I've seen a lot of people saying I don't think that'll happen, unless like Mark Briscoe's going to join Scum, but... Like this, the Scum storyline is the thing in Ring of Honor this year. Like it's going to end probably at Final Battle. So unless a feud fits into that, it's probably not going to happen in sort of like a major capacity, I don't think, this year. Mm. But a Mark Briscoe versus Jay Briscoe ladder war would be incredible. Maybe they'll have a match, like just a sort of like a... Not like a feud, but just sort of a match. Like a, friend, like a friendly rivalry? 
yeah, it's perhaps they'll have one match while he's still champion, but for all we know, his reign could end at Border Wars. Who knows? Uh, T Lover 86 says, I was at the show live and from tom to, uh, top to bottom was one of the best shows I've been to. My question is, where do you say, see Jay Briscoe losing the title to and to who? See, I always, I mean, I don't even know if I'm the right man to say this because I always no, thought Jay not. Lethal was the next world champion. Then this really? Happens. Did you take a stand on that at all? I might have, but it's got to be Cole or Elgin, surely he's the next world champion. I mean, God forbid it'd be Matt Hardy, but... <laughs> you said that as if it was a bad thing. Oh, see, you, you wouldn't know the rants I would have on this show. Um, we wouldn't have a show if he wins the world title. Yeah, we're just, Let me tell you that. Nothing. Just, we're just uploading an hour of 60 minutes of silence. Just sort of a, here's our review of the paper where he won the... It'll just be an RIP image on the website. And that'll be <laughs> the end of it. So what do you guys think? I mean, who do you think... You know, before we go to specifically when, who do you think is going to be the person to beat him? It's got to be somebody that has something to do with scum. <laughs> it's got to be somebody. It's got to be somebody. Yeah, no, it's it's got to be someone. I, I still think Adam Cole at Border Wars. I just, I just have a feeling. Delirious just doesn't seem to care about title reigns or anyone. He just seems to book <laughs> cool stuff to happen. So I'm going to say <laughs> Adam Cole at Border Wars. Which would, would you rather prefer? Having the title reigns like mean something, like like kind of like you were implying, or just have cool stuff happen all the time? Which would you rather prefer to watch? I think in the short term, it, this is fine. Obviously. You know, it's sort of the Vince Russo booking philosophy, isn't it? Just to sort of everyone turns every week, you know, one week you're heel, one next week you face, and title reigns last about two days. But I think it would sort of fit with the storyline with, you know, with Briscoe not having the title for too long. And mm. especially if it's someone like Cole turning heel in the process and joining Scum, it would be such a shocking moment. It's a huge angle. They get a lot of buzz surrounding the company. And I think. Everyone keeps saying that the Jay Briscoe title reign is all about the moment of him winning the title. Yeah, it's, it's, it was always going to be a transitional champ, you know, reign. Mm. And it was, you say, it was all about sort of him being the flag bearer for Ring of Honor and dethroning Steen and sort of saving the company, so to speak, and yeah, allowing yeah. Steen to sort of break off from Scum. So I don't think they ever plan Briscoe's title reign to be, you know, to be a six-month, you know, really good reign or anything. Yeah, and it'll just be going forward because you've got B.J. Whitman getting a title shot. You've got um, Michael Elgin getting a title shot, and you know with Cole as the champion, as heel, you know leading Scum, and you know just as Ring of Honor got rid of Scum, they think you know by dethroning Steen, they had this promo in the ring with Nigel saying it's a new era, just so quickly for it to turn around and for Scum get the belt back. I think would be, I think it makes sense. It, it? it would be very good, and, and I'm worried that because we're all predicting it, Delirious will be like, Jay, you're coming to retain. <laughs> Do whatever he can. So no one gets a three-year title reign just to piss us off. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, one month title reigns. Yeah, they're not great, but when they make sense for storyline, as long as they don't happen all the time. Yeah, as long as problem with every them. single title reign is going to be a one-month reign. Then yeah, if, if Cole drops it to like BJ Whitmer at the next show, then that'll piss me off. But yeah, yeah. Overall, I think that's uh, yeah. Adam Cole bottle was yeah. Um, Tilo Vratix continues, uh, just to let you guys know, Dave Meltz from Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer have revealed that every company that ran an iPay-per-view on Friday had stream issues where the show cut out at certain points or didn't stream at all, so you can't really blame ROH this time. But we have already, and we and will continue to blame still them. blame them. Yeah, just blame all the other companies as well. We just blame 80s action villain Joe Koff. <laughs> he, needs, he needs a moustache, I think, Joe Koff. Just yeah, to add is. to that villainous persona he has. 
92 Cannonball. Uh, who has been your MVP for ROH thus far this year? I think Lethal has been outstanding and O'Reilly is my favourite thing in the company right now. Thanks and keep up the good work. The podcast is a joy to listen to. Oh, wow, thank you. Oh, thank you. You're, you're a joy in 92 Cannonball. You're a <laughs> um, I bet, like, if you would have asked us a month ago, at least one of us would have said Charlie Haas. Yeah, but now he's a douche. So, maybe... I'm gonna, uh, can I do, like, a top three, possibly? Yeah, why not? All right, I'm going to have to say Steve Carino, just for his amazing mic work. Yeah, he's been great. Michael Elgin, just for the quality of matches he's been putting on. And... Can I do a top four? And it's a tie between Jay Briscoe and Kevin Steen. I'm shocked you didn't mention Lethal. We always say he's underrated. I was just thinking that. Lethal has put on brilliant matches this year, but would I put him in my top three? I don't think I would, and I don't know why. Wow. This is like before. I don't... I, I've always liked Lethal, but just never been really that excited. This, this is what Cornette was saying. He doesn't. Maybe have we just all instinct. secretly hate him. What? It's, what it's, has he done to us? He doesn't have the killer instinct. That's why no one lists him in the top three. Yeah. Um, MVP this year. There's, there's so. I think there could be so many. I think there's probably like at least six or seven that you could name. Uh, what about you, cheeseburger. Yeah, cheeseburgers up there. If I had to pick one, just off the top of my head now, just I'll probably say Bobby Fish. I've just really enjoyed Bobby Fish this year, and he's come out of nowhere and just, you know, established himself on the roster and just been really entertaining, in my opinion. So I'm gonna say Bobby Fish. Yeah, you don't understand the gimmick, but I think that's just no. That. Yeah, that, that's that's part of the beauty of the gimmick that we haven't got a clue what's going on. Why are they called red? Why does he wear scarves indoors? Why is he wearing glasses? Maybe because he needs glasses. But... <laughs> Why is he wearing glasses? <laughs> You might, might be those like hipster glasses that when people don't actually need glasses, they just wear them to look cool. I once saw someone wearing, uh, the, you know, the the cinema glasses. You get like real <laughs> wearing those, and they just took the lenses out to wear like the hipster. Wasn't that glasses. Bubba Ray Dudley? <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> uh, thanks for that uh, question, Ninety Two Cannonball, and the uh, lovely thing you said about us. Uh, Burnside, no heel questions this week, just normal questions. Boo. No, we don't want any heels on here. We don't. Uh, this is a question about the TV taping. I don't know if we want to mention this. It's not really a... Sp- it's kind of is a spoiler. I don't know if you can... Skip ahead f- a minute if you don't want a very minor spoiler from the TV. Or, just, or are we going to discuss the spoilers at the end? Yes, we are. Okay, we'll uh, get to I mean, that. Th- th- this, doesn't, this doesn't spoil anything. All right, just say it. Okay. I attended the TV taping at the Grand Ballroom on... Fourth of the sixth, but it's actually sixth of the fourth. Damn you, Americans, with your silly. Yeah, get your dates yeah. the right way around. Jimmy Rave didn't appear, and there was no mention given of such a person, such a person ever having existed. Um, <laughs> is he gone already? I don't know. Have we heard anything about this? I mean, he took that nasty, weird power driver thing at the pay per view. So unless he got hurt, but you can still do a promo if you hurt. So yeah, it seems weird that he if he didn't. Yeah, I've not heard anything explained or because it was in the same place. It was in New York, which is where the um, the pay per view was the day before. So it's not like he. I mean, it was it was in the exact same building. Yeah. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Unless he had to like fly out and do a show somewhere, or maybe he was already booked for that Saturday at WrestleMania weekend. We don't know. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me if he was gone again. You know, he's been in and out of Ring of Honor, hasn't he? Of you know, he's done shows here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I've quite, I've, I've enjoyed having him back. So I, I, 
I think he fits in scum perfectly. So I think it'd be best if he hadn't gone, but uh, we don't know. Um, there's also a, a spoiler question as well, but I suppose we'll speak about that. Yeah, later. Yeah. Um, Die Harder again. ROH cast team. Who are your fa- three favourite all-time ROH performers, and what is your favourite match from each? <sighs> I think it's a good question. I'm not much of an RH historian to answer, unfortunately. (laughs) So, hang on. The question is top three favorite of all time? And their favorite and then their best match. Okay, I can cover two and two easily. I'm going to say Nigel and Danielson and their match at Glory by Honor 7? 8? Age the one you're thinking of. Yeah, the uh, Final Countdown tour. I really enjoyed it. I thought that was one of my favorite matches and covers both men um third guy <sighs> there's so many that you could just pick there isn't there um i'm going to have to say austin aries and my favorite match of his would be when he challenged for the ring of honor title against nigel mcginnis i think it was at rising above where mcginnis suffered a concussion like two minutes into the match but they still wrestled a great 40 minute long match um, other favorites. Jeez, that's a tough question. It's hard just to narrow it down to three. Is the thing. You struggled to name three MVPs of this year, let alone <laughs> best of all time. <laughs> For third, I think, I think I'd have to say Davy Richards. I'm going to say Davy Richards, and I'm going to say because it was sort of the match that got me into Ring of Honor, like permanently. I'd say uh, his title match against uh, Tyler Black at Death Before Dishonor eight. Eight, nine, eight. It was eight. I think it was. Yeah, it was eight. Yeah. That was the first I, one we watched. Yeah, that was our first iPad view, and that match was just terrific. And Davey's always been one of my favourites. So, uh, yeah, I want to say those three in those three matches. John, are I you. Still, I, still, I still have two left, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I think so. Uh, I was going to always agree with uh, uh, Danielson because he was just so great for so long. I might have to go with my favorite match of his. It might be the one against Lance Storm, his title match. I think it was better than our best was the show. It was in Chicago. I remember that. Mm. And the third might just have to be, as weird as this might be, is Jimmy Jacobs. He's the one that really got me into Ring of Honor with the Age of the Fall angle. And he his, his ability just to play these different characters and play them all so well is just amazing and my favorite i'm not sure what my favorite match of his is though he's more of like to me he's more of like the character than the wrestler even yeah, though he, he, I even think though he is a great, like, great moments but not like he's, even though he is a great wrestler and puts on great matches or has the ability to put on great matches maybe thinking about it his it was, i think it was him and bj whitmer against uh generation next it was at a uh, manhattan mayhem is one of my favorite tag matches of all time so I think that might be my favorite match of his. It's just an insane match that's completely forgotten for some reason, but it's a fantastic match. I think I finally answered that <laughs> question. <laughs> if you can remember any of that, then congratulations to you. Um, Dahada's second question is, also, what match slash event got you into ROH? Were you put to it onto it by a friend, or did you see it in a magazine? Um, I, we we I, both sort of... Me, 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 yeah, me and Stephen both watched... Death Before Dishonor 8 on iPay-Per-View, I think on like MSN Messenger, like talking to each other while we watched yeah. it. And I don't know what made us watch that. 
No, I'd, I'd watched Ring of Honor bits and bobs before, but never really been that sort of constant. I, I don't know if I'd ever seen it, apart from like maybe a little bit on like the wrestling channel. Yeah. But I'd never I'd, seen, I'd like seen a, a full it, show before Death Wards on 8, and I'm, that's why whenever we get these questions about Ring of Honor's past, I tend not to answer because I'm not the man to, to do that, but... I know we were both TNA fans, and we were both getting a bit annoyed at TNA, weren't we? And I we think we, we just... Need to... We yeah. need to find something else to watch because WWE was crap, TNA was getting crap, and we thought, well, we, we've got to find some, you know, some other wrestling to watch. And I think you said, "Oh, I've heard Ring of Honor supposed to be pretty good." And yeah, yeah, we, we heard we ordered that the paper. Didn't, didn't we? we like? We used to listen to that Jim Cornette podcast. Yes, the Who's Slamming Who, I think. And he'd always come on and promote the pay per view. And I have a feeling that that is what made me buy Death Wars on Eight because it was so cheap. And we like, um, don't tell Girlfriend yeah. Live this, but we went halves on it, so it was like seven dollars each or something and we just thought what's that about four pound three pounds we we're like oh yeah sure let's just try this out and from then on we we've watched every view since we've watched a lot of the stuff and then we set up roh world just a few months later so it was so, it was just strange sort of watching it because as i hadn't watched too much ring of honor and i don't think i'd watched ring of honor at all for a, quite a, a couple of years and just yeah from from watching tna and wwe to watching Especially that show, because say that main mm. event was brilliant. Event. It was just sort of like, oh. what is is this? Is this still wrestling, or is this something completely different? Like it was just, it was weird seeing how good it was, and like, why haven't we watched this before? And as you say, since then we've watched every iPay per view, and sort of, uh, yeah, that's how so, we so, got started on it. So yeah, that that show sort of gets full credit for ROH World's existence. Really, if that was a bad show, we would have probably just. Not bothered again, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, if, if they, that show had loads had of iPay per view problems. Yeah, yeah, if that had loads of stream issues, we probably wouldn't have. Yeah, that had no stream issues, well. didn't it? <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, that was that was fine. What about you, John? The first Ring of Honor show I ever saw was the very first ROH on HDNet show. Uh, the first match I believe was Jerry Lynn versus Delirious. It also had I don't know why I remember all this, but it also had Kenny King versus Sammy Callahan. It had Brent Albright and Rhett Titus, and the main event was Jimmy Jacobs versus Tyler Black. And I watched the ROH on HDNet show most weeks. I might have skipped weeks here or there, but for the most part, I actually watched it. The show that the one match that got me really into it, into Ring of Honor, was the Tables Are Legal match for the tag team titles between uh, El Generico, Kevin Steen, and the American Wolves, where the Wolves won the titles from St- uh, Steen and Generico. And the show that fully got me into Ring of Honor would have been Glory by Honor 8 with the Ladder War and the uh, Danielson and McGinnis Farewell. So it was kind of like a, it wasn't like a one-night thing, it was kind of like a mm. slow process to where I, it kept on impressing me. I was like, alright, I'll, then I'll watch this. Alright, that was good, so I'll watch this. And then finally, it all came together. How, how did you find out about Ring of Honor on HDNet? Did you just sort of stumble across it, or did you see like adverts, or did you see I it online? I saw it, I saw something about it online, saying that Ring of Honor is coming to HDNet, and I was like, oh, I have HDNet, I've heard about this Ring of Honor company, I heard they're supposed to be really good. So I tried ordering, actually, the main up pay-per-view in 2007, I believe, but for some reason, my cable provider wouldn't allow me to order it, so I couldn't see it. So I was actually trying to watch it a couple years before I actually got to watch it, but yeah, I heard all these great things about it, and I was excited to finally give it the chance mm, i think that was why i sort of didn't get into it because i'd heard on the internet it was you know the internet was so good and as harry said we had uh, a channel in in the uk called the wrestling channel that used to watch uh, used to show a lot of ring of honor but that's that closed down or oh, quite a while ago now didn't it mm, um yeah about 2007 2008 something like that and maybe even earlier that's been a 
gone for ages. Yeah. Um, and especially like when you're younger as well, you don't really have that much money to spend. And you think, well, the only reason, you know, the only way I'm going to be able to see Ring of Honor is by, you know, at, th- at that point, they didn't have our pay-per-views either. It was just sort of, you had to buy, you know, the only way of me seeing it was by buying a DVD. And that really wasn't sort of a, that much of an option for me. So there was sort of never really a chance for me to see it. But at least now with the, the TV show as well, I'm available on the internet, that people who hear about Ring of Honor and think, oh, well, I don't want to spend any money in case it's, not my taste and they just sort of want a, a little taste so they can they can see the tv show and then maybe uh, pick it up from there so i suppose that's the advantage of the tv show really isn't it mm. that was a very long answer sorry about that <laughs> all of us um kl underscore um time for some more interesting questions from kl are you afraid that one day rh cast will be destroyed by scum oh i hope not will never be destroyed Maybe it'll be destroyed in episode 99 or we'll never just get to 100. It'll just... Steve Crino will show up at the end and that'll be it. Just... Um, to Darius Thomas, does he still have a chance of a big career in ROH or not really since we have ACH? Well, why, why can't we have both? Is that, pigeon- just... is, that, is that pigeonholing them because of something? As ACH, <laughs> ACH even said, are they just put together because they're two random black guys? I mean, that's... His I mean, they're, they're, not... Not, they're not very similar, though, are they, in style? So... No. So that's probably... I, I think that's why they work so well together as a team, because I said in the past that I'm not a massive fan of Thomas's sort of uh, sh- striking offense and stuff. I think it's a bit sort of, uh, I don't know, predictable and stuff. So I think ha- having him toned down by ACH is, is a good thing. But yeah. I still think he could... He, ha- he has potential. He, he, I don't think he has as much potential as ACH at the moment. I think he's nah. a bit behind him in terms of sort of overall... Uh, prospect for the future, but I still like to see him stick around. It's not like he's terrible or anything, so he's still a good wrestler. So I've got no definitely. problems. I think ACH. I think ACH is better, but I still definitely think that Terry Thomas as a you know could could be a singles you know very good singles guy in Ring of Honor after their tag team has uh, has finished. Which I'm sure will finish as soon as we give them a name. That'll be so silly they'll just have to split up. <laughs> Come on, uh, Alex Cast Force. You know you can do it. Come on. <laughs> How about you guys as a new hoopla group with Vader Scott or Mischief as your leader? Vader Scott's fine. Wait, wait, wait. If, if Vader Scott was the leader, does that mean she's in like the Truth Martini role and we're the hoopla <laughs> And we have to like, <laughs> dance around the ring and take, take each other's trousers off. We could, and fit, like, we could fit that role, definitely. And then Caleb Seltzer would be like, yeah, this is Ring of Honor. <laughs> and because guys, they can show us in our pants, but they can't show the women so that they won't get cut off on TV. Yeah. It sounds like a plan to me. Book it, Delirious. Yeah. <laughs> That's money right up. Take over. advantage of our sexuality. <laughs> uh, greetings from Poland and beware of mischief's mist. I hope that's not a euphemism. Um, <laughs> spanky on you. Does your girlfriend look like Matt Taven? I wish. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a minute? Someone made a thread on the forum. Uh, it has to be fake. Before we get, do you think it was fake, John? I hope it's not. I know for a fact it's 100% fake. How I've do you know that? Confirmed, have you? Well, I know that. I know. I don't know him personally, but I know of the person who met, who is the person who created the thread, and he's he's a troll. So. Okay, so basically the thread was was titled "My girlfriend looks like Matt Taven." And, well, that's the gist of it. So just go and read it. It's just hilarious. It had to get locked because it went a bit silly, but... Yeah, yeah, because getting silly in a thread like that is uncalled The first post was a bit silly, to be honest, wasn't it? Yeah, that's true, but... Yeah, it's... 
one of the, one of my favourite threads, I think, in a while. That just when I read the thread title, I was like, "What? And I was like, what is going on?" So I had to read it. And it was so it sick. would have been brilliant if it was if it was legit. I wish um, it was pictures. So is so so far is that the thread of the year? Could be so far. I mean, I can't think of anything off the top. What about the one was I can't remember if it was this year or last year where the guy was afraid his ex girlfriend was going to be at the show with his that new boyfriend. That was last year. There was well, a uh, on yeah, that. he did put an, was it update on my life or something. Yeah, that, that was got pretty lots. good as well. That got yeah, that was like very good. Um, is Alabama Attitude the most generic name ever? I didn't see much Attitude or Alabama for that matter. Surely they're from Alabama with that name. Well, with Red Dragon, you don't see many dragons or anything red either. So I mean, or anything red. Yeah. That's a good point. But this is like a very region-specific thing. That's like, I don't know, why would you bother calling yourself Adam Bammer Attitude? I don't know. It's not a great name, I suppose, is it really? No. Um, can we all go together to the Hoopla after event? Yes. Yes. That, if I lived in America, we'd have to do these RH cast If I lived talks. anywhere in America, I'd definitely go to that event. Yeah. If you lived anywhere in America? Yeah, anywhere. So you travel from like Honolulu, Hawaii? It's quite small, America. What are you talking about? That's not that's not America, is it? Hawaii is. <laughs> Let's move on. If I lived in the Midwest, I'd definitely go anyway. Um, oh yeah, well, if I lived in the Midwest, I'd move away first chance I get. You do live in the Midwest. You live in bloody Florida. Um, <laughs> DX versus NWO. Who do you think will be Married Fuji's replacement for Border Wars and the TV tapings? Harry, since you're the expert. I am the master of Japanese wrestling. I'm like an encyclopedia of uh, all that kind of stuff, but. I'm not going to reveal my predictions <laughs> yet. You'll have to tune into the Border Wars prediction show to hear my thoughts on what what uh, Japanese talent will be appearing at the show. Yep. Or it could be just a random Canadian guy, like we said earlier, but we couldn't think of any Canadian guys. So. No. Um, ROH seems to have developed a pattern lately of bringing in outside talent for their iPay-per-views. We've had Forever Hooligans, Carl Anderson, and now the Noah guys. Yeah, Finley, this- Lance Storm, Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Does this trend continue at Best in the World and Beyond? I hope so. I think it's a. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it will. Especially if, even if it's you know for one match. I think one match and nine pay per view bringing in an outside talent. As long as it's not against Roderick Strong. I was going to say it gives Roderick Strong something to do. <laughs> I think it's uh, always been a strength of Ring of Honor, though, hasn't it? Bringing in outside talent, especially from Japan. Mm. You know, in the earlier years to really sort of. Because that's something you never style. really you never really see in. Well, I suppose with well, some yeah. of the part-timers you do in WWE, but they're still under contract, guys. You never see, you know, they're not going to bring in someone for one match and then you never see them again. But it, that is, is something good about Ring of Honor, that they can bring these outside guys in for sort of fresh matches. So, yeah, I hope it does continue. Hmm. And maybe one day we'll actually know who the, they are. Because they all put on good matches, but every RH cast preview, people ask us to talk about these guys and we we don't know who they are. <laughs> Yeah, one one day they'll bring over a guy that we've heard of. Yeah. Not bring over Alex Shelley, we know who he is, so that'd be good. Uh on Twitter, um Stephen J. Sutton asked the same thing, who do we who would you like as Marafuji's replacement? Oh, we sort of discussed that. Yeah. Um at Zmanjet eighty six, is Cabana's opposition to his D V D a work leading to him joining Scum? So who yeah. wants to explain the oh, sort of... oh, Go I'll... ahead, Stephen. Okay. <laughs> Basically, uh, in, as part of the weekly Ring of Honor Tuesday rollout, they released a sort of best of Colt Cabana Ring of Honor DVD. And Colt Cabana then took to Twitter to say that um, I don't have the quote with me. If anyone does, it'd be very handy. But he basically didn't support the DVD. He didn't approve of it. And he just told everyone to go to 
his website and give him money instead. So his actual tweet regarding this was said, uh, I in no way support in capitals. Ring of Honor putting out a DVD about me. They fired me because they said funny don't equals money. That makes sense. It's great grammar. Support at cultmerch.com. Well, he's got to be plugging something that Cabana hasn't he? It's not. I don't. It's not a work. I mean, so people instead on the forum, why, if they were going to do a work, they wouldn't be telling people not to buy their own stuff, would they? That's a pretty yeah. bad work. Yeah. I would have liked for him to join Scum, but it, I mean, even from listening to the Art of Wrestling, it seems you know he's taken sort of several shots at Ring of Honor, saying that oh, he hate you know he hates indie wrestling contracts, and which are, that's fair enough. I completely agree with that. Yeah, we've, and, we've know, had wrestlers on the show like TJP and Young Bucks who didn't. Don't recommend signing with Ring of Honor. So basically. Yeah, and he says like he hates like corporate suits, and that's obviously what Ring of Honor hasn't now. So I can't see him coming back. Then Joe Coff. Yeah, so uh, I think this we is... the next Bond. That would be awesome. <laughs> I think this is legit. Um, to be honest, Colt, I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but from I like his podcast, but he, in my opinion, he comes across as a bit of a dick, to be honest. He seems... He's very arrogant, in my opinion. He, he just... He thinks he's a lot better than what he is. I think as an entertainer, he's very good as a wrestler. He's okay. He's not great, which is probably why he hasn't, uh, you know, broken in WWE and even TNA won't touch him. Uh, so I think it just makes him, if anything, just look a bit bitter because, mm. you know, Ring of Honor more or less made Colt Cabana. Without Ring of Honor, Colt Cabana, you know, wouldn't have got to the level he has or, you know, wouldn't have got there as quickly as he has. So. I think, if anything, you should be thankful that Ring of Honor really, you know, helped him showcase who he is. I mean, um, what's wrong with people giving Ring of Honor, like, what, $15 to watch some of his best matches and then maybe become a Colt Cabana fan or just sort of, if you are a fan, you just own his merchandise. I mean, it's it's just silly, this. He's probably just complaining because he doesn't get any of the profits, basically. If Ring yeah, of Honor but, gave I mean, him he's, a percent. He's not, the, he's not in the company anymore, exactly. is he? So so if, if Ring of Honor did give him royalty, then he'd shut up and he'd tell you, go, go buy it, go buy it. But well, they, I mean, it's still about the money at the end of the day. Of course, yeah, but that's what Colt Cabana is all about, isn't it? I mean, he says they fired him because they said funny don't equals money, but in my opinion, that is, it's not necessarily that funny doesn't equal money, it's just that he had gone as far as he could in Ring of Honor. There was nothing less left for him to do. I mean, if he'd have come back as part of Scum, I think that would have been interesting to see him in a different sort of role. But his whole sort of comedy shtick had just gotten boring in Ring of Honor. He was doing the same matches over and over again. He was he was doing nothing after the uh, Steen and Generico sort of storyline. So, And I, I should imagine he was probably one of the you know better paid guys on the roster as well. So I can totally see why Ring of Honor didn't want to keep him around so mm. yeah i think cabana just made himself look a bit petty and bitter and as i said I, in my opinion he's he just comes across as a bit of a dick but maybe that's just my opinion i don't know um we've got another question on twitter andy tweet stuff uh again who do you guys think will be the replacement for marifuji uh will it be a major disappointment or will it be surprisingly awesome well we'll have to wait and see i suppose um mm. uh We've got quite a few on Twitter, uh, sorry, on Facebook as well. I should know, I'm actually going to head to Japan to scout the talent. <laughs> now, I'm such an expert, but I'm sat here in the UK observing from a distance. I'm going to go over there first-hand and look and see what we can bring up, bring over for the, uh, for the pay-per-view. Uh, Robert says, who could you see Jay Briscoe lose the RH title to? Discuss that. Oh, we talked about that. Also, any thoughts on why the Briscoes are getting this tremendous push? Well, they're, they're awesome. The, the good, they've been, good there, and... 
been there since day one. They they, they deserve everything they're getting. And they f- they fit into the storyline as well because obviously you know, mm. since day one they're you know they're Four probably founders. the biggest RH guys on the roster. So it'd be it's just natural for them to be leading the fight against Scum, really, isn't it? Mm. I saw that reminded me of when uh, Jay actually won the t- title and. The Ring, Ring of Honor Facebook page obviously had like a picture or something of it. And the people who obviously don't watch Ring of Honor were posting like, why are you giving the tag team rest of the world title? Oh, you guys are God. idiots. I, I have heard, I, I mean, I personally don't read it, but I've heard that the comments on like the Ring of Honor Facebook page are absolutely atrocious. Like the worst, some of the most ridiculous comments you'll ever see, apparently. I would post and tell them that they're idiots, but I was banned from the Ring of Honor Facebook page. So there we go. Um... Arthur says, what are the chances of CM Punk getting fed up with WWE enough to come back to Ring of Honor? Should he and where no, he stand with the scum story? Yeah. You, you could, no. Yeah, it's about 0% chance. I don't, I think if anything, it, if he ever got sick of uh, WWE, he'd probably look at his paycheck and think, yep, yeah, not sick anymore. So, um, really, yeah, if he does leave, he'll have so much money, he can just do whatever he wants. Yeah. That he won't bother going back to Ring of Honor. Um, James says, do you think Ring Runner should do a live sex angle with Truth Martini and Vader Scott? Just imagine what Kevin Kelly's commentary would be. Why, why Vader Scott? She's getting married. Because who could, turn, cares? who could turn down Truth Martini? That's true. Very true. Um, Macklin well, says, sorry, go on. It's more, but yeah, I'll keep yeah, going. They need to absolutely do that. I'm not sure if Vader Scott would be the right answer, but maybe Scarlet. And Vader Scott? Maybe. Maybe it's maybe <laughs> them two. And just have Truth Mar- maybe have them two and Truth Martini doing the commentary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Harry would definitely go out of his way to watch that one, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Macklin says, I could see Mark winning the TV title and Jay retaining the world title at Border Wars. No. Do you think, although they don't need it, they could win the tag titles from Red Dragon no. in Pittsburgh? And could- <laughs> Wait for me to read the question, Harry. And could try all the titles. I could see it happening at eye pay per view, but not at a house show, which is the only reason I don't see it happening. I mean, it's based on the top matches set up. Yeah, it's possible, but I just it just it'd be it'd be a bit overkill if they had all the belts. Like, yeah, I think they don't need to beat Red Dragon. They've only just lost the tag belts, so I don't really tape... see the point in giving Mark the TV title. No, either. no, I don't, I don't really, I don't really see the point in giving him the, the title. And uh, now we've said that, you know what's going to happen? Yeah. Damn delirious. Uh, Pat says, what WWE stars do you think would do well in ROH who haven't already competed there before? So no CM Punk, Evan Bourne, etc. I don't really watch it, so maybe you two can... Dolph Ziggler? Wait, what was the question? I'm sorry. WWE stars, that, that, WWE stars that would do well in ROH that haven't already been in ROH like Punk and Evan Bourne. Yeah, somebody like Dolph Ziggler, I would agree. Kofi Kingston? It's basically good wrestlers, I should imagine. Not big show. Maybe, like, Cody Rhodes would be okay? Dean Ambrose? He, was he ever in Ring of Honor? No, he was, he was ever, John uh, Moxley, wasn't he? Yeah. John Dragon Gate, wasn't he? So. Yeah, he'd be good. Who's the other guy in The Shield with uh, him and... Uh, Tyler Black. Uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Is he Reigns. any good? He's not bad for so far from what I've seen, but that's this is not the WWE recast. No, I just thought because he was with them two guys, he might be similar to them in sort of oh, style. Oh, no, he's, he's 
completely different style. He's like, he's like a big powerhouse kind of guy. Just the muscle, basically. Oh, okay. Then yeah, screw him then. Uh, How did we forget about uh, Chris Jericho? Yeah, Chris he, he Jericho. Well. Yeah. Uh, and Ken, this is the last one. We've had quite a few this week. Uh, do you think ACH has learned the difference between adjectives and acronyms since your interview last Thursday? I don't know what that is, that is in reference to. I believe we asked him for three adjectives to describe Ring of Honor. And he might have tried to come up with an acronym or something. for oh. Maybe. I might remember that wrong, but I think that's what he's referring to. Oh, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to contact him and... We'll give him a ring and hopefully it'll go to his uh, answer phone again. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, all of the listener topics this week. Thanks for sending them in. We've had quite a few, but it's always nice to get some uh, some fresh uh, questions. So, thank you for sending them in. Well, that about uh, wraps up this week's episode of the ROH cast. Um, I do hope you enjoyed this week's show. So, if you did, be sure to leave a review on iTunes or tell other Ring of Honor fans about the show. If there's anything you'd like to see us change or improve, just send us an email or leave a comment on the forum. The email is contact at rohworld.com. Thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we will see you all next week for episode 87, where we may be joined by a very special guest. (laughs) 